Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? Welcome. What's going on? How are you? Today on the show, I talked to uh, Zahn McLaren. Great guy. Great to work with that guy. You know, you guys have seen him in uh, the second season of Fargo, Westworld, Longmire, Dark Winds. And he plays Officer Big on Reservation Dogs. He's been in, uh, he's been in a couple of Sterling Harjo movies. But uh, I, got, I got to work with him on Res Dogs, and it was, uh, it was great. He's a, he's, a, he's a great actor, and he's, uh, he's funny. And, and, and he can also be very, uh, very intense. I've seen him in many roles. Dude can be scary. But uh, as big on Res Dogs, a unique frequency of humor. I was very happy that he agreed to do the show. I talked to him about it when we shot. And, and as I've said before, it was such a great time to do that show. It was really one of the great experiences of my life as an actor. Speaking of which, Two Leslie is out. You can get it uh, on demand. You can see it in a theater, a few, if it's near you. Uh, it's it's kind of exciting. It's got a 97% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, no one has said I sucked, which is nice. I mean, people don't usually say I suck, but they usually don't say anything. I'm not sure what's worse. But it's been all around great. Um, also, I'll be on Corden uh, tonight, I believe. I know I'm recording it today. Um those of you in London, there are still tickets for our live taping of WTF at the Bloomsbury Theater on Wednesday, October 19th. I'll be talking with comedian and writer and Jew, David Bedil. You can go to WTFpod.com slash tour for tickets. Also, for those of you signed up for WTF Plus, we've officially satisfied all our promotional commitments that we had prior to the launch. So all episodes of the WTF archives are now completely ad-free. And for those of you who already subscribed, thanks for your patience while those few ads hung around. And for the rest of you, now is a great time to subscribe. You get every WTF episode ad-free, and full Marin subscribers get bonus content every week. Go to the episode description on your podcast app and click on the link to subscribe, or go to WTFpod.com and click WTF+. So, I worked last weekend... I don't want to go through the whole thing again because I can't really understand how to explain it. And, and I'm only I'm only trying to explain it if if people can sort of relate to it. There, there are times when my my anxiety is compounded. My inability to compartmentalize uh, you know, makes a, a tsunami 
of small things turn into one large sort of massive anxiety fire. And I, uh, you know, I've, I've got to travel uh, this week and next week. But I went, I traveled last weekend. I was in uh, Livermore. Great show up there in wine country, I think it is. Uh, it's unclear. We drove up, me and Bites uh, drove the car up as opposed to fly. Drove up the, didn't drive up the coast. Drove up the uh, the five. One of the worst drives. Interstate five between here and the Bay Area, horrendous. It's like driving on Mars until you reach uh the cows, and then it's like driving through Mars if Mars smelled like manure. And then at some point you reach Anderson's Pea Soup, and you ask yourself, has anyone had pea soup at Anderson's? It, why is that place still there? Why is that sign still there? Who the fuck drives on Mars in 98-degree weather in this sort of dusty, shit-smelling strip of highway and, and think that, like, oh, wow, pea soup sounds good. This is a very regional, very specific reference, but if you knew, you would know that Anderson's Pea Soup on Mars has been there forever, and I don't know anyone who's eaten there. Someone must. I don't know. What It can't be a front out there in the middle of fucking no. It doesn't matter. So we drove up, and those shows were good, but the problem was last week, as I told you, on Tuesday afternoon, and my cat, my new cat, the kitten, Charlie, Charlie Beans Roscoe, just stopped eating and was pukey. And look, I've owned many cats. I've had cats disappear. I've put cats down. I've had sick cats. I've, I've, uh, I've hospiced cats. But it, it, it makes no difference. When one of them gets sick, it's just horrendous for me. Because I, I just assume that this is it. And you just sort of like, why did I get a dud? Why do I got a dud cat? But this cat's great. I mean, arguably, Sammy might be a dud, but that's another story. But he's all right. I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll work it out. We've got like probably 15, 20 years. So, but then, Charlie's sick and I got to go out of town and I'm using, you know, I'm having, you know, cat sitters come over and sometimes people stay here. But the, the whole thing is if I'm not here, I freak out. And this cat, I'm just getting reports back. He's still not eating. He's still a little pukey. And I'm sure he's going to die and I'm on the road. So everything sort of, runs through that i was stressed out and i was almost incapable of wrangling it okay and everything looked horrendous and life did not seem worth living triggered all by my kitten being sick and not eating so the day that we drove home from the bay area from carmel by the sea i was waiting to hear you know whether the cat ate and, and then I heard back from a vet, the vet who I took him to, who I said, you know, he's still sick. And that guy's like, well, you got to take him to an emergency hospital. He needs a different type of treatment. So I'm like, I got it in my head. I'm going to be home for just a few days. And I'm, and I'm just going to hope that this fucking kitten doesn't die or whatever's happening. And I got to take him to the hospital today. And he'll probably have to be there overnight. And it's just going to be a fucking cortisol fucking shit show through till the time I leave and then maybe even when I'm gone that's where I was at and then I got another email that said Charlie ate he ate well and I'm like oh my god the it was like it had all been lifted off it was one of the better feelings in life it was all lifted the cat's okay everything is okay it all went away and I started to realize like if I looked over my life 
at all the stress and all the, the shit I put myself through mentally, anxiety, fear, my imagination when left untethered is really just going to generate amazing things to make me feel shitty and panicky. And what do I get out of that? Why do I let my brain do that? Why does my brain do that? Is the relief that good? Is that what life is? I'm having a good day because I was able to stop beating the shit out of myself for a few hours. And also a couple of things weren't as bad as I thought they would be. That's a great day. Wow. It comes and goes. And I've got the capacity to put my blinders up and not react to things I'm making up or my brain is making up without my consent. And you know, just stay the line, hold the line mentally trick I learned from meditating the short period I did it but I don't let thoughts drift by I stop them and realize dude that's your brain this is your car that's your brain that's the road that's your brain look at your fingers that's your brain hey move your seat up a little that's your brain this is me choosing a song to play on the radio the difference between what's happening in the immediate Reality versus the just fucking screaming shit show of my brain, the screaming shit show of panic, anxiety, and fear is uh, profound, obviously. So all that to say, Charlie's okay. He's eating a lot. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know if it was a cleaning product or just being a young cat. I'm a little nervous now. See, that's where I went. That's what I did. I thought there's got to be a cleaning product. I think it's that, that thing that my the cleaning lady brings with her, that, that yellow fucking stuff. I've got to get products. I've got to have a totally plant-based, fucking pet-friendly cleaning um, product arsenal. There can be nothing made with bad chemicals. That's what I decided. So that's the whole thing. I'm panicking about cleaning products. How do I eco my cleaning products? I want I want a reason. But Charlie's okay. They're all okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. What can I tell you? It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Zahn McLaren is here. He's in uh, Reservation Dogs. I did, a, I did an episode with him. That show is streaming now on Hulu. Great show. And now this is me talking to, uh, to Zahn McLaren. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcast. 
podcasts. You know what it's like talking to a mic? I'm working on a cartoon right now. You are? Yeah. What do you play? A snail or a rabbit or a wolf? I play a... Yeah, right. Uh, a vampire. A vampire. Uh, like an Aztecan vampire. Oh, they had, a, they, had a, they had to make it a brown vampire. Yeah. <laughs> brown with green eyes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we got well, that's what they do now. That's right. We got, everyone has to be represented yes. in, the, in the vampire cartoons. Inclusion. Inclusion. We need the Aztec. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be real. He's got to be a real native and indigenous person. Yeah. Know? So he comes from a, a long line of uh, horrendous human sacrifice and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Is that all in the backstory? Uh, not really. It's a, oh. it's a show called... Uh, I don't know. Fuck. Am I supposed to talk about this? Oh. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's, is it it's, done? I I don't know. They just keep calling yeah. me back in. <laughs> That's the way you animation know? is. Yeah, when is this gonna be over? I know. It's like you don't even see the whole script. And I, just... I actually think every time I'm in there, I'm like, "Is this it? Yeah. Is it good to see you on again? We'll see you later." And then you know, I <laughs> yeah. get a call. For, <laughs> yeah, uh, just a few later. more. We got it. We we we've added more stuff. Yeah. We understand the character better. Yeah. So uh, my episode, you're on a lot of the episodes, but our episode of uh, are you are you on now? Are we on? Res dogs. Oh yeah, we're on. Uh, yeah, we we we've done. We've, we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love this shroom, man. Someone made that for me. A fan made that for me. You ever done psilocybin? Sure, I have yeah. once or twice, but I don't think I did it with the right spirit. Yeah, uh, not in terms of you know who I, who was guiding me or or I I just don't think I. I was younger. Yeah, I was in college. I was, uh, you know, not really a fully formed self yet. Sure. So I was just sort of like, "Fuck it, let's trip," and you know, I just freaked out. Didn't didn't ride the wave. <laughs> I think the psychedelics are wasted on the youth. That for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you do them? I I've done them recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For uh, medicinal reasons. Medicinal. Now now let's talk about that for a minute. Like. It, it, but when you do it medicinally, mm -hmm. do you trip balls or do you just take a bit? I mean, it's not clear to me what microdosing means. It means you just trip a little. No, this this was a microdosing. This was um, full on, <clears throat> full on, but with yeah. with a sitter and uh, somebody who's, a sitter, yeah, a so, shroom sitter, yeah. So well, somebody who's got a degree in you know. shrooming. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, the guys, Doctor Shroom, is that? <laughs> <laughs> Guys sat with hundreds of people before, but no, just a, somebody who's trained in psychedelics and and um, trained in psychedelics. Well, not Why? just like no, I get it. Where do you get that? Zoo, he he comes from. Um, uh, I can't remember what school he comes from. Yeah, but uh, he's just somebody that <laughs> walks you through it, and you know, you do it for specific reasons. There's a whole. You know, whole outline that you do. You know, oh yeah, especially when, you know, you know my past with, you know, being sober for mm -hmm. twenty two years now. Yeah, you would think there'd have to be some framework there. Yeah, definitely to a make lot it of work, okay. A lot of work, but you know that's how I got sober was through uh, psychedelics. Was through really peyote. Yeah, that's that's how I kicked um, heroin. Yeah, and through through peyote. Yeah, well, it was one of the first. Uh, it was like an underlying base that I started off on uh, was peyote meetings. And then, you know. 
really? got back into into twelve step programs as well. Yeah, which is how long? Know, okay. How long did it take you to kick the peyote? No. <laughs> It's a, it's almost like the last thing you want to go do again. It's so non-addictive. It's just like psilocybin. It's like I don't want to go do another set. Yeah. I mean, the, the, what I went through and, and when did you get sober? Uh, two thousand. Uh, so it's been a while. Yeah. So, but talk me through this mushroom thing. When you say, because like I've, when you say you go for a reason. Yeah. Like I did some EMDR therapy, mm-hmm. you know, which is the buzzers yeah. and the or what are the light, whatever, however they do it, and and it seems to me that's trauma focused, and if you know what the trauma is and you can get there, you know, you can move through it through that that process, right? And I right. think it's helpful. So when you do a, a guided psilocybin trip for a specific reason, what what kind of reason, and what's the, what's the process? Uh, I I. Personally, did it for health reasons. I had some some underlying issues oh, that yeah? I've been dealing with, okay. and uh, uh, that 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 fear of uh, death, yeah, uh, has crept up quite a bit in the last few years. And, and wow. I was having a hard time dealing with it. Um, really, and that was like, the main reason I went and did a set. Yeah, was it was it how was it manifesting? Panic, panic, anxiety, um, the fact that uh, it just all of a sudden it's right here on an everyday basis instead of somewhere you know what i find helps with that what's that thinking about killing yourself (laughs) (laughs) you always have control over that thing yeah right yeah Yeah, yeah. but but so how did it help did it help it did help quite a bit yeah what did the guy tell you he didn't tell me anything, really. Was it, did, he, were you was, just tripping? He's like, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> he slapped me on the hand a few times. Uh, Quit being a baby. No, we're all dying. Just, you get to a, a, a mindset when you're under the influence of that medicine. And I, yeah. I, I do call it medicine. Yeah, and, you have to. Um, where you, uh, you kind of realize that there's not a big difference between here and there. Hmm. You know, it's kind of well. One, one you're awake for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming we're not. It, it's the it's, same awake. Yeah, it's very difficult to obviously put into words. You hear that quite often. Sure, but it's it's. But it helped you it, in that it, moment. It calmed me down. It calmed me down quite a bit. And it stuck. To. Yeah, but th- what I do now is the meditation uh-huh. uh, to kind of integrate that experience on a daily basis. If that makes sense. Sure. I go back there when I'm meditating. Yeah. And remember the experience, and that experience never leaves me. That ex- that experience of almost a spiritual understanding of what was implied by that. Mm-hmm. That there's not much yep. difference. Yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's a. Pollen talks about it a lot. It's just a, a reboot of the uh-huh. system and um, re kind of resets you. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, it did quite a bit for me. Just it, the the things that are really important to you and in, in your life, you realize. So oh, you, that's yeah. that's yeah, yeah. I think about that. Yeah, and and it is that important, and and it just kind of kind of. Uh, yeah, and lines you a, a bit to to what's important. How long does the reboot really last? Though I find that reboots in general only last as long as to, to when I upload all my old shit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, let's clear the disc, and then it's like, well, I don't want. To, I got to keep this stuff. And, right. Yeah, exactly. That's where the meditation comes in <laughs> okay, for me on a daily the, basis. Keep the clean reboot going. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it works. Yeah, it's worked quite a bit. Uh, so our episode of Res Dogs is on Wednesday. Yeah, I have no idea. Did you get to watch any of them? You know, I haven't watched any of them this season. Me yet. neither. Yeah. Uh, Hulu kicked me off. 
Really? Hey, Hulu, if you're listening, man, give me <laughs> get back, my back on subscription. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened? Uh, you know, you get those bundles. Oh. And you lost Hulu? I, I lost Hulu on the bundle. Huh. It must have been because you rebooted. <laughs> <laughs> now you're not supposed to care. I guess. I don't know, but I was pissed off. I was calling Hulu. So, Hulu, you give me back phone? my damn. Huh? You used a phone to call him? Yeah, How I actually called. Work? No, I, I called uh, uh, the uh, account for is Disney, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Okay, and, and they answered their phone and had customer service and yeah, all that. Yeah, and they said, oh, we've had uh, quite a few problems like oh, this in the past, and no uh, shit. we're getting you know a lot of people are getting booted off. And we'll do something about it. And they they haven't done anything about it. So huh. I'm gonna have to renew my subscription to to so Hulu to watch your, Res Dogs. Watch your dog. yeah. it, it, it's such a funny show. I, I would is that the funniest role you've done? Would you say? As as a character, it was that, is that guy the the funniest guy? Uh, yeah, I would right. Say so yeah, because he's so uniquely funny. Yeah, it was uh, it was something that I was kind of thrown into at the last minute. And really? Yeah, I kind of just said, okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do here. Let's just jump off and see what happens. And you know, I base a character on people I grew up around and stuff but oh yeah yeah it was uh yeah that wasn't my job I was supposed to play Uncle Brownie Sterling oh really you <laughs> yeah. were supposed to play Gary's part yeah I was supposed to play Gary's part huh and he wrote that part for me Sterling did and and something happened and when they were shooting the pilot one of the actors got COVID uh-huh and uh, uh he called me up I was up in Montana and hiking and Sterling like Sterling's like, Zon, I need you a big favor from you. I'm like, what's up, Sterling? He's like, can you fly here tomorrow and and do this part? And I was like, how much you going to pay me? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was happy to. I'm glad it worked out that way. I love I love playing big. and, and Well, the thing is that like it must have been based on that, you know, him needing you and you going down there. They, they didn't know how big that character was going to be. But I imagine like, you know, after you did it, they're like, no, we got to put a lot of this guy in yeah sterling's amazing you know i've, I've watched him kind of grow up and well I, the, the first time and... i saw you i think really and noticed was in that movie miko miko yeah and and i was like holy fuck that guy means business <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that guy's scary that, guy. that was one of the only parts that i've i really felt fucking dirty after i got doing done doing yeah I, yeah I t it took me a couple days to shake that one it was weird you know, yeah. I mean, there was moments where I'm like spitting and beating on somebody in the alley. And yeah, I'm cut and I'll go off, and I'm like tear coming out of my eye. It just it was uh, oh, because you had yeah. to go there, right? Yeah. So, but, but, but I mean, that was really. I mean, if I'm recalling correctly, an incarnation of an evil spirit is yeah, the way exa he played exactly it. what it was. It was a witch. Uh, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Skanigi. Uh huh. I think it's pronounced Skanigi uh -huh. and Creek. Okay. I always get that wrong, but yeah. Sorry, Sterling. If he'll be all right. He'll be <laughs> as long as it's among you guys, and I and I don't do it. <laughs> I remember being on the set trying to trying to say that word. He'd be screaming off. Because he's Creek, Creek. Yep, Creek uh, Seminole. And you are Lakota Standing Rock Sioux, Hunk Papa. Yeah, Hunk yeah, Papa. I, if you would, you know, most people don't understand Hunk Papa Lakota. So you say Standing Rock Sioux. Everybody knows Standing Rock. Yeah. Everybody knows the tribe Sioux. Yeah. Which is kind of a derogatory word. Is that, it? Yeah. We were named, uh, it's a longer word than Sioux, but uh, it was the French and uh, another tribe up in uh, northern Minnesota. 
uh-huh. uh, that named a Sioux. It means something like kind of in a journal or something that crawls on the ground. Or it's something. a it's it's a native slang. Between yeah, it's something that's native like people. Or, oh yeah, yeah. The the tribe that I can't remember the tribe. The uh, it's a French kind of tribe. French oh yeah, tribe. But uh, uh, they named us that because they didn't. You know, they oh, that's why you get the down. like the O U I X. Yeah, is sort of a French exactly. trip. Yeah, yeah. Sue. So it's yeah, kind of a dirty word. So, so that's why it comes we, from slang. Yeah, we we call ourselves Lakotas. And Lakotas. There's, yeah, there's Nakota, Dakota, and Lakota. Those are the three. Yeah, it's the three uh, the languages, the different uh, types of languages within the Lakota people. Is that where Dakota comes from? Yeah, Dakota is just a uh, a version of the the language. I'm not putting in the right words. Yeah, but, you know, there's a dialect of the language. Ooh, yeah. They use the D's and the the Lakota use the L's and the Nakota, which uh, the girl on Res Dogs, yeah. uh, uh, Alexis, is Nakota from Canada, uh-huh. who plays uh, uh, Willie Jack. She's great. She's awesome, man. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. So where did you grow up? I grew up in um, Montana, Wyoming, and Nebraska. Was so, but n- any reservation life? Yeah, my grandparents lived in Browning, Montana, which is the Blackfeet reservation. Uh, they left North Dakota, the Standing Rock reservation, yeah. in the fifties. Yeah, and moved up to Browning, Montana, and basically, my mom was born on the res in Fort Yates, North Dakota, and my grandfather got a job on the Blackfeet res as yeah. a mechanic, so he moved his whole family from Fort Yates to Browning in the fifties. So all my aunts and uncles are still up there. My mom's brothers and sisters uh, are so on the a, Browning Reservoir. Yeah, they're they've married into the Blackfeet tribe, but they're like a, a family of Lakotas that live on the Blackfeet Reservation. So I grew up twenty miles off the reservation. So is that unusual for multiple tribes to be uh, sort of? No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, not really. Yeah. You know? uh, they just my dad got a or my grandfather got a job offer and is there, he just is, stayed up there. Is there like is there that kind of tension? Is there tribal tension? Sure. I mean there's I guess there's like joking in between tribes. Yeah. And, you know, like uh the Pine Ridge, the Ogallala Lakota will make jokes about the rosebud Sioux, the Sikanju yeah. Lakota, you right, know. And right. That kind of stuff. The yeah. Crees and the Blackfeet will joke around. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of teasing involved, but not anymore. I think the Pawnee were a, a rival enemy of the Lakota, and so were the Crow. But you know, it's just more teasing and stuff like that. Right now, yeah, as opposed to territorial yeah. Yeah. kind of, yeah. 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 So I mean, what's your earliest memories of of? Because I I I can't, you know, when you watch something like Reservation Dogs, uh, you know, as a white guy. You kind of realize, like, I I have no idea how Native people live mm-hmm. at currently yeah. or any other way. I mean, like, I, I talked to Sterling about it. I read a, a book years ago called On the Res, which I thought was good, but it was written by a white guy. Yeah, I've read the I've Ian read Fraser. Yeah. yeah. And I, there was a lot of things in it that made me really appreciate mm-hmm. that outside of whatever type of conditions the Natives are living in, there is a way about life that is thoroughly unique mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, you know, and I sure. and I think Sterling captures that. He does very much so. Um, you know, the humor, especially. Yeah, which has never really been done on a TV show before. Yeah. ever. there's so much humor involved within the culture and, uh-huh. and people, family. It's just like 
all cultures. There's just there's that bonding, but there's there's uh, a lot of joking and teasing around. I mean, that's where you know shit ass comes from. Is yeah. is my uncle, or my grandma used to call me little shit ass all yeah. the time. So you brought that in? Yeah, I brought that. I uh, yes, yeah, I I was improving a scene with the kids, uh, the meat pie stand, and um, I walked off and I said. Uh, goddamn shit asses and, and it just became a kind of a thing a running show. thing yeah well i mean i mean all of it the thing that i noticed the most is it's, it's the humor it's the food mm-hmm. it's the way the generations uh respect each other yeah. there's a spirituality that's oh, that's sure. broad sure. and and animated yeah and it's it's completely outside of our experience yeah and do you find when, like in when you think back about being on the reservation when you were a kid, do you remember being awful or good? Do I yeah. personally? Yeah. You know, I had this thing where, because my dad was a washichu, which we call, that's what we say in, in my language. Uh, it's not my, I mean, yeah. I, it's, uh, yes, it's my, my language. My, yeah. But I don't speak it fluently. Yeah. So my language is obviously sure. English. You know some words. <laughs> yeah, it's a word words. from the language yeah. uh, that is uh, mine. He's a washichu. He's a white guy. Oh, he is. So, uh, yeah. So I'm mixed. Yeah. And Where's he from? Uh, he's from Denver, Colorado. Denver? Yeah. He's an Irish, little Irishman. Looks like Santa Claus. Or he was. He's, he's dead now. So now... Did you get along with that guy? Yeah, well, he was he was pretty cool. Old hippie beatnik guy. Old beatnik. He oh, really? Worked at a jazz station in the fifties back no in uh, Denver, and then well, that was well. Neil Cassidy was a Denver guy, I think. Uh, Neil Cassidy. There was uh, he used to have Dizzy Gillespie oh, come yeah, over yeah. for yeah. dinner. Oh, really? Um, I think he had. Um, I know he met Miles. Oh yeah, so he was a jazz day. guy. He was a jazz guy, but became like a hippie guy. Yeah, he's actually one of the. Uh, only not only one of the first people there at late 60s to early 60s yeah to become uh, a part of native american church which is peyote way he met my mom in denver they uh took had me and my twin brother and my older brother in denver uh and they went and lived on a commune in uh outside of santa fe new mexico and then my little brother was born down there and then in we Placidus? went there no in uh algodonas uh uh I can never remember. It's right between Taos and Santa Fe, uh, in Budo. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a little, just a little community, uh, and it was a commune. They took us down, but there. not a native commune, just a hippie. No, commune. it was a hippie camp. Yeah, but they yeah. were. It was partly Native American church, which okay. is Peyote Way. Peyote Way, which yeah, is Native American church, is called. Oh, um, but is it have something? What's it got to do with peyote? Well, that's that's the sacrament, oh, the, the, the medicine that they use in every week. Church. Um. I'm not really, not okay. every week. <laughs> no. so it's not like it's not no. like uh, uh, no, it's, like they do with the uh, with the with the with the wafer. They might do in it the uh, on Sundays in no, the Catholic no, church. No, no, they don't sit there and eat the you, wafer. Yeah. Just, <laughs> here's your peyote button for your Sunday. Enjoy the next twelve hours. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's quite a ceremony. It does last for twelve hours, but uh, it's quite a beautiful ceremony. Um, now. He went up to Montana anyway. Anyway, do you oh. me- where are your memories at? Do you remember the commune? How old were you? I don't remember the commune. You have no. a twin brother and an older brother? I have an older brother and a younger brother. Um, a twin brother, an older brother, and younger brother. Yeah. My older brother is Rory, which is a good Irish That's name. That's a great Irish name. R- Rory Chitamaza, which is <laughs> yeah. means, means Ironhawk. That's his middle name. Yeah. 
my and my twin is uh, four minutes younger than me. Four minutes. And do you hold that over him? I, you yeah. have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things we're going through in our fifties now because of that. Really? Know? Oh yeah. Oh boy. You we're dealing him? with it. Yeah. yeah. I love him. He's such a beautiful guy. What's he his really, names? His uh, Hakeku, which means the last one to come out. Mine, <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't do it. Mine, mine was the first to come. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Tokaheku. And your mom is, did that? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, my little brother's uh, uh, spotted horse, which is uh, uh, Toshunka Gleishka, oh. which means spotted horse. His name is Che. Uh huh. Named after Che Guevara. Okay. And now he's kind of a kind of a little bit on the right wing side. Oh, yeah? So he, he's like, don't call me Che anymore. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not around these people. No, he's yeah. like, my name's Gerald Jr. And I say, okay, Che. <laughs> I mean, he grew up with that name. You know, but uh, so, they, they, we, uh, Montana was basically my first, first memories. I grew up in Glacier National Park, which is 20 miles off the res. So your dad moved up there. Yeah, for, to work for the, the National Park Service. Really? So I worked, lived in Yellowstone for a couple of years. No kidding. Glacier National Park. I lived in uh, Cuyahoga Valley National Recreation Area. I know a guy, was, my friend Dean, he was born in Yosemite. Oh, yeah. His his old man was a park guy. Yeah, it was, you know, private, you know, government schools or schools were like 30 people in there, just government employees. And what'd your dad do on the park? Uh, he was a trash truck driver. He started out as a trash truck driver, and he worked his way up to a contract specialist, which is like a GS fourteen. So, so he worked his ass off and, and you wow. know made a living, great living, and kept advancing and took care of his four boys. You know, and your mom? My mom is uh, program. Yeah. Uh, 30, oh yeah. Thirty. Forty, almost forty years. Is that where it came from? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost forty years now, and. Uh, she uh, she went back to the res and, and they stayed married a, or no nah, they divorced in uh, in the nineties I think so they were married for, for 35, 40 years uh, he just um, <laughs> he's just an old hippie you know beatnik guy you yeah know? and and he got a, had a government job so yeah he, he, he was, had all those values and yeah. those, that state of mind that way of of thinking and and working for the man you know but he was in the park yeah he was in the park he had to cut his hair actually there was one time when the park service hired him to uh there was they were bringing marijuana into yellowstone back in the 70s late yeah. 70s and uh who was hi- uh, kids they oh. were just you know dealing oh, to oh, yeah. dealing to the 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 seasonal kids oh, okay. who work at work <laughs> yeah. at the sure you know stores yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah. the park the seasonal park rangers yeah and they sent my dad undercover because he, the way he kind of looked, yeah, his hair was a little bit right, long yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, like that. But they sent him undercover because you know he had experience doing this, sure, being a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was an interesting, interesting human being. He didn't have the bug though. Ah, uh, you know, I think he had the bug. He just was able to kind of keep it under control. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sure, he, I don't. I just remember seeing him a, a handful of times, really, really loaded. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, he just took care of us, you know. Took no care. violence. Nah, yeah. Mm. Uh, that was some of that. Going oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More, more just the yeah, screaming yeah, scream, stuff, yeah. you know. On who? From who? Your dad uh, or mom? Both, both of them. them yeah, oh, going at him. But, uh, but they stayed together for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But my mom is. Um, she lives in Nebraska yeah. now, and, and I was able to set her up quite well. And well that's nice. 
She's very comfortable. And what town? Omaha. Uh-huh. What's that? I, I was just in Lincoln. Were you? Yeah. Go Cornhuskers. Yeah, it was okay. I did a show there. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They were happy to have me. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good place. I, I You know, I, I go back quite often. There's so. like 12 people in the whole state, right? It's like, <laughs> that's what's weird about those big states. When I go play them, I'm like, how many people live in this whole state? Well, Nebraska is very, very similar to, to Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little, well, Tulsa's kind of liberal, but Omaha's a pretty liberal town. Is it? Yeah. So when did you... Uh, kind of like come come of age was it you know you how much time did you spend on the on the reservation versus the park how did that I, work you relatives yeah, in both places yeah the thing is you know I, I um being half white yes and being you know on the weekends my grandparents would take care of me babysit me whatever so you didn't really fit in either place, you know. That, How, but that was story. it looked down upon or judged? Sure. Where, who oh. your, who's your family? You yeah, know, um, who are, you, you don't you don't look you know. It's right. like you don't look full native. And right. Where are you from? Are you right Mexican or? What? But it seems <laughs> like the native culture has absorbed a lot of white people. Oh, de- definitely. It, yeah. This I'm talking about the, in the 70s. There's sure. a little bit more uh, uh, racism in Montana going on, the border towns, etc. From the natives or from the white? From both sides. Oh, both sides. So you're getting it from yeah. both sides. Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely. You're not one of us from both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spent uh, quite a bit, you know, in being in my culture. When I, when I became of age, like 13, 14 yeah. years old, I started uh, getting more and more into my culture with ceremonies and attending ceremonies and a nipi ceremony which is a sweat lodge yeah and, uh sun dancing which is a very powerful ceremony did you like did you, but like your old man wasn't part of that right so well he's part of uncles? native american church in the 60s oh, okay yeah and he dropped he put it away because he was white and right kind of said i need to respect this and leave it to native people for the ceremony. so you go with your mother's family and do yeah the, yeah do the um, business yeah a more you know, when I lived in Nebraska, I started getting into uh, more into my culture when I was 12, 13. Yeah. I was going to ceremonies and stuff like that. And my mom pointed me that way. Right. You know, she was, always supported it. And and you have uncles and cousins, I imagine? Got uncles and cousins. All Most of them are up in, in Browning. My close still? ones are. Yeah, they're still up in Browning, Blackfeet Res. What's, this, what's the situation up there now? Like, I mean, what is it like, you know, in terms of uh, living conditions and, you know, how does it feel? Uh, do you know is there's there a, i mean there's a lot of community up yeah. there but you know the living conditions are it's it's in the middle of the plains in montana yeah. right right below the rocky mountains and it's yeah. cold and um you know there's not a lot of money and they've yeah. got a brand new casino up there and uh, it's kind of become the the thing the thing the cultural does it spread the money around I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't know the politics up yeah. there in Browning, you know, and yeah, how that yeah. goes. But does it doesn't seem like it does. I don't know how all that yeah. works. I really sure. don't. I've never really. But your people are relatively comfortable? Uh, my mom is comfortable. When, oh, my God, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the cousins, you know, whatever's going on. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're yeah. fine. So where do you go wrong? When does that start to happen? Where do I go wrong? Um when I moved to the city for the first time. Yeah. Which city? Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, it's yeah. Omaha. The hard streets of Omaha. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I saw, al- there was weird. I, I like had an alley yeah. behind my house. I'd never seen an alley before, but I was here about alleys. And, sure. You know, I hit the streets running, man. Well, how old were you when you got there? Uh, 
I was 11, 10, 10 or 11. And your whole family moved there? Yeah. In yeah. Omaha. So that was after Browning, that after was Glacier after, that the was after Park? Montana, after Yellowstone, after Ohio for, for two years. Ohio. And yeah, I lived in- uh, What was your dad chasing in Ohio? That was a national park. They opened oh, up a park. Uh, national park there oh, yeah. called Cuyahoga Valley National uh-huh. Recreation Area, which is right south of Cleveland. Uh-huh. Beautiful, beautiful yeah, yeah, area. Yeah. Um, so we moved out there. That's actually the first time I smoked weed. Up there in Ohio? Yeah. I mm. was like 10. I think I was fifth grade. Can't believe sure, that shit. Sure. Fifth what year grade. was this? So 70s? 79, 78? There's a weird thing. You know, all you needed was one older kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was drawn to those kids, man. Sure, I was man. Like, oh, these guys are cool. Oh, yeah. Fit right in. Cigarettes. Oh, my God. Weed. Cigarettes. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, because then it was still there was still like some of those. It wasn't the hippies, but it was that generation just post, yeah. just rock and roll guys. Yeah, oh yeah, well WMMS, home of rock and roll, Cleveland, yeah, you know, the home of the buzzard. Yeah, and, you know, started listening to rock music. And yeah, man, it's a great time. So you get to Omaha and you hit the alley. Oh, I hit the hit the streets running. Man. All the families there. So like, did you? How about your brothers? They turned yeah, out all right. Everybody good? No, we all hit the streets running. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crew. Yeah, yeah, with the crew. But uh, uh, yeah, well, it was an experience. You know, I I never. You know, I literally grew up in the woods. You yeah. Know? And oh, uh, coming into the city, you mean? Yeah, yeah coming yeah, yeah. in the city. It was just the public schools and. Just a brand new experience. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, I had fun. I was like, ah, you know, got out of those damn woods. <laughs> <laughs> and was there a good, uh, uh, was there a pretty big native population? Yeah, in Omaha? Omaha's got a big, big native population. The Omaha Res is uh, about 40 miles north of Omaha. So it's yeah. a lot of big, big community in Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, so when do you start? Uh, Realizing how long between hitting the streets running, and uh, is it before you hit the wall and or figure out that you want to you know do some acting? Uh, I I hit the wall pretty quick. Yeah, Uh, literally, I was fifteen, I think. Oh yeah, fifteen years old when I first my first one tried to get sober. Yeah. It was a strange, strange period. It's eighty-two. Were you, that was when you got strung out, or be, no? No, I wasn't. You know, oh yeah, I was, you know, smoking. Oh yeah, just got fucked up. Weed, getting busted, drinking, and oh, I, I got busted a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they threw me in jail. I was fifteen years old. Oh yeah, yeah. literally sitting in county jail. I'm like, this ain't the, you can't put him in jail. Fifteen, <laughs> they were scaring the shit out of me. Is what they're doing. So they <laughs> yeah. gave me alternative. Yeah, you go do this or you go do that. Yeah, you know, and I, I took the the drug rehab oh you uh, did at 15 yeah so wow. it started there you know how long did you stay sober that time uh, a few years oh man. yeah yeah we had a really cool pocket of uh young people uh in AA at in nebraska yeah it's pretty cool sure yeah and we had a lot of fun and we all we all still some of my best friends uh some of them are still actually sober from that first time yeah. wow yeah, they're all in omaha yeah that's wild. That's a, it is that's, crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a whole story in itself. Somebody uh, should write a book about that. The young people in, in, in AA in the early 80s when the, the drug rehabs were, were opening up and these, these you know, court systems yeah. were throwing these young kids who were yeah. hot smoking weed right. in high school yeah. and throwing them in there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them weren't, didn't really have a problem. You know, sure. And, and now they're kind of normal people, but they base their life on that that stuff that they learned and 
you know, they, yeah. they've taken it and they've, they've gone other directions with it. I mean, they still are normal. Right. They're just normal people. Right. You know? they, don't, they don't have a problem. Yeah, they never had a, a real and problem. And also they got to experience that, like, because back then it was still like just their one program, dude. Yeah. Right? Oh, it was yeah. one program. And that was it. So you had to deal with these old AA assholes <laughs> that didn't even want you talking about drugs. I know, right? Right? Yeah, they didn't. You know, I spilled more than you drank. <laughs> All that shit. And we used to go. We used to go to conferences and stuff all over the country and young people's conferences. Oh, you were you locked in? Oh, uh, we locked in for a few years there, and uh, we went to Founders Day and met uh, Lois and uh, was that know, Bill's wife? Bill's wife. Wow, you did the whole thing. The whole thing. Did the whole, uh, the whole fan club. Went to the fiftieth uh, anniversary. I didn't go. I didn't make it. I stayed in Ohio to hang out with some friends. But all my buddies went up to the fiftieth anniversary in I think it was in Montreal. Oh really? Yeah. Because it, it didn't it start in Ohio. Yeah, it started in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, Akron. Yeah. 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 So, what uh, did you start doing any acting in that time? No, no, no. What 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 took you back out? Uh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh, just being young. Because you're 18. Yeah, I was 18 years old when I went went back out and uh, tried some having some fun i had a blast you know i was just young yeah yeah you know i mean just and, and still in omaha still in omaha but ended up down in uh phoenix and then uh into la in the, the late 80s how'd you end up in phoenix i went to school down there to um well what happened was i was i went back out and then i got sober again and said i wanted to do something with my life and i went down yeah. to phoenix arizona to go to a electrical school and uh, lived with my aunt down there and and fell off again and kind of woke up in Los Angeles. So Electrical that's kind of act, Yeah, the acting bug started. So did your me. brothers get clean? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And they all got, uh, they're all doing all right? They're doing great, man. That's they're great. great, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of fucking wild, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're in, you're in Phoenix going to electrical school and you just end up in L.A. Yeah, I kind of fell off again a little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little? Yeah, a little bit. And I uh, kind of woke up in Los Angeles in the... 86 i think was the first uh, time oh my god that's when i was here yeah at the comedy store yeah guns hey. and guns, yeah, yeah. Sunset, out on boulevard. The sunset boulevard it was crazy that's where you ended up yeah where were you living uh i lived in my car on wilcox and uh hollywood boulevard oh, she so just bit. drove out here and you're like <laughs> fuck it <laughs> ended up staying with people met a met a girl here ended up living with her and really yeah but did you have a plan no no plan at all you were just going to see rock shows? Uh, going to see rock shows, hanging out in the scene. Because uh, that scene up there fun. on Sunset and the Roxy and all those places, that yeah. was pretty crazy up there. It was crazy, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a pretty unique time. I mean, the, the you know, Sunset Boulevard in the 60s was pretty magnificent. In the 80s with the-, the Hair metal. Hair metal. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. You know, we had, we had good times. You don't play an instrument, do you? I play guitar, You yeah. do? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I played more when I was- back out there doing my thing but so what are you just hanging around doing blow and shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i did blow a different way i didn't do it up the nose right yeah oh so it was a special club yeah, you weren't sharing it with many people <laughs> it was a solitary endeavor yeah right no hanging around in bathrooms with three guys with ties no. <laughs> yeah right you're on your own man yeah no um, was speedballs? 
Yeah, you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff, man. I was I was pretty far into it. So, yeah. but during that time, you had you didn't really have a plan. You were just you know hanging out. Were you working? No, at that time I wasn't even thinking about acting. All I was thinking about was drugs, having fun, and yeah, yeah, yeah. doing drugs. Yeah, so I went I went back to Nebraska eventually in '89. Uh, All and skinny and fucked skinny up. Skinny and and uh, I had a, a car that literally had a dead battery, and I got to Denver, Colorado, and I'd have to push start it every day <laughs> to get it going. You have to put a little and you monster GLC. And, and I, you're running away. Yeah, I'm going back to Nebraska to <laughs> try to get my head straight. And I uh, stopped in Denver and saw a cousin of mine. He goes, yeah. he goes, your battery doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I know that. Just give me a push, man. I'll <laughs> I got back to Nebraska and, uh, you know, I got clean again and uh, cleaned up in, in and that Nebraska. Stuck? And no. <laughs> no, but that's when I got the acting bug. But you felt good for a little while. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I was good. I started, I did some local theater in Nebraska. Really? So yeah, I auditioned. I auditioned for Jesus Christ Superstar. That was, so, okay, so you clean up, you a few months Yeah, clean. I was like looking in the paper, I love Jesus Christ Superstar. It's one of so my good. favorite albums yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. And uh, my dad turned me on to it when yeah. I was just a little kid, and I knew every song and every lyric oh really and, dug know. into your brain yeah i did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> i'm not christian <laughs> but um good songs though. yeah great you songs know what, I mean? but, uh, what was it tim rice you and, don't have uh, to be christian to love jesus christ yeah Superstar. yeah uh ted neely and oh yeah it was, oh, ted neely was jesus so you had the you had the movie soundtrack I that your dad played. yeah it was uh, oh, yeah. ian gillen oh yeah, yeah deep purple oh yeah, yeah saying uh jesus ted neely did the uh Broadway and he's still doing it actually to to this day. Is he? Yeah, I met him. Uh, I met Ted Neely in, in uh, at the Lemley's Theater. It's got to be seventy something. He is. Yeah, and he's still kicking out those songs. Man. Doing so, Jesus. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He it's, does shows in like Italy and Europe. And that's stuff almost like that. a religious suspension of disbelief. <laughs> 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 to have Ted Neely playing Jesus. Yeah, still. he's still doing it, man. He's just you know it's kind of instead of dun 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 dun, dun he's more dun. Oh sure, slow it down, take it down an octave maybe. (laughs) No, he's still kicking out those screams. Oh yeah. Anyway, we. uh, What'd you play? I was an apostle, man. Mm. Uh, Listen, I saw an ad in the paper. They were doing uh, the play at a local community theater across the river in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I said. I'm going to go audition for this thing. Why not? I can't sing a lick. I can't sing at all. <laughs> yeah. And I went and I auditioned. I had to sing a song. I did King Herod's song. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. with you are the Christ, you're yeah, the great Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Prove to me that you're no fool. Walk across my swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> so I went and did that and... Uh, they needed they needed that they needed a brown person. In the cast. <laughs> I had long hair. Even they it were up. like, I was the only brown kid in the whole cast. And, uh, yeah. You know, we're not going to give you a lead, but we're going to yeah. allow you to play in the choir and, and sure, chorus sure. and be represent. An apostle. Yeah. Go represent. Yeah, and uh, and I fell in love with it, man. I was like, wow, this is fun. You know, the Being rehearsal process. Oh yeah, yeah. And and meeting the people and the camaraderie and the community yeah. and and then getting in front up on stage in front of an audience. It was I enjoyed it. It was fun, and I just started doing local commercials. Oh yeah, in Nebraska and. And, so uh, they had a local uh, kind of casting agent. They did. Yeah, you know, John Jackson, John Durbin, who's um, 
an actor. He lived in L.A. and he moved back to Nebraska to do that. And yeah. He got me into it and uh, he introduced me to my first agent in, in L.A. when I moved out to Los Angeles. When you moved back? Yeah, in 90... So what's that guy doing now, that Jackson guy? John, he, you know, he, uh, what's the guy from Omaha, the guy who did... Uh, uh, great filmmaker. I can. I'm so bad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. J- uh, Jim and uh, ta- uh, uh, he did Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska. yeah. He used to work with Jim Taylor. Oh, he's a he's a great filmmaker. Great writer. He wrote the. No, I know. Yeah, he's got great movies. Yeah, he's he's his casting director. Uh, it's gonna drive me nuts because I you know I know the guy uh, he, he, and I've, I I knew his writing partner. He did Election. Yeah, he did yeah. all of them. Alexander Payne. Alexander. So let me do that like I just remembered. Alexander Payne. <laughs> right? Yeah, Alexander Payne, exactly. <laughs> Alexander Payne. Uh, so John John Durbin or John Jackson does uh, cast all oh, of for Alexander's him? movies and stuff. So, And he's still I, acting as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to know his writing partner on Election and on a couple other, that guy named Jim Taylor he used to write with, oh, really? with Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. He used to be married to Sandra Oh, right? Alexander yeah. Payne did great movies. He's brilliant. I think he's brilliant, dude. That uh, you know the uh, the one with uh, the uh, family in Hawaii with Clooney, oh, the Descendants. Descendants was great, amazing. Yeah, but also the uh, Sideways is that what it's called? Sideways. Holy uh, shit! I know. Yeah, that's what that was with Sandra Oh. Yeah, it's I can watch that movie over and over. Yeah. Yeah, the wine, the wine scene, sitting oh, there drinking gee, wine. Oh, when he takes the spit bomb, the yeah. where he's just like he finds out that they're not going to make his book. Yeah, yeah right. he just drinks all that spit <laughs> out of that fucking just the shame, just bathing in the shame. Giamatti is brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so so that's where you got it doing commercials, yeah. what commercials, did you, uh, and uh, and I came out to to what kind of commercials did they make you do? I did local community uh, college okay. commercials. Oh, okay, I did one for a medical. The University of Omaha Medical yeah. School construction worker, you know. Did you have the long hair the whole time? I did. Yeah. 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 So they knew what they were getting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I came back out to, to L.A. because yeah. I had lived here before and I knew some people and, you know, I got on the plane with $200 in my pocket. Yeah, right. You knew some people that you could say, no, man, no, I'm not doing that no, right I was now. No, I was like in and out in L.A. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So I knew... Right, uh, right, yeah, both, it's, uh, yeah, both. Yeah, so yeah, I knew yeah. I had got support. the clean people and the, the, the yeah. dirty people. I had some support oh, out good, here, good. so I, I got out and got some support for yeah. a couple of years and hit the road again. You know, no shit for about ten years. Yeah, but were you, but you're working during that time. I was. So all right, so you get out here, you got representation, you got representation, which is the difficult thing to do. Yeah, and yeah. are you still with them? No. Oh. no. But so you had representation, so you're going out. Now, What what's the experience? I mean, is it sort of like uh, we need a native guy? Yeah, pretty much. Dances with Wolves came out. So uh, it, oh. we had a thing out here called the American Indian Registry of Performing Arts. Yeah. So it was a group of natives from all over the country oh, that yeah? moved out here to Los Angeles to pursue acting. Uh-huh. And we had a registry and everybody would, I was on Hollywood and Highland, we'd all get together and we'd have acting classes. And, really? Um, you know, you, the casting people would come to this registry looking for native talent. Really? And, so you so you were able to take some classes? Yeah, some classes. There? As as, was that the first there, time you did it? Yeah, basically, yeah. And then I started studying with multi, multiple different teachers. Oh, yeah? For the last... Uh, 30 years also oh, tell me about this this or this what, what would you call it, an organization yeah it was just a it was called the american indian registry of still performing around arts no so that so that was in the 80s 
That was in the early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Will Sampson, Wes Studi. Uh, these are the, yeah, these are the people that you know. I kind of came to L.A. Not Will, but Wes, yeah. Gary Farmer. Yeah, um, you know, all these guys were were they were starting off in the the early nineties. So who else? Now who was the guy? Who was that guy who was in Dances with Wolves? Rodney Grant. Yeah, what happened to that guy? Rodney's uh, lives up in Northern California. He's yeah, married to a, a tribal member up there. I can't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many golf. people? Would, Oh yeah. So how many people would you say was in that, the registry? There was probably a few hundred. No kidding. Least, yeah. I mean, a lot of them weren't living in Los Angeles uh-huh. at the time, but they would be contacted. They have their picture and their resume in the the publication. Sure. The casting could look at them. But th- um, there's some there's something so there's still something kind of awful about the idea that you've got executives going like, "Well, we need to. Uh, we're gonna need." Yeah, we need a few natives. Yeah, and uh, we'll just go down to the the go, registry and go through the book. Right, go through the book of Fonda. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. But, but what are you going to do? Now we have, you know, we have native casting directors, and we have, uh, well, yeah, we do actually have native casting directors. Angelique Midthunder's assistant is yeah. is native. You know, Angelique. Um, I just I can't tell you what it, what what a thrill it was for me to be on that set. Yeah. Because I could feel the excitement of everyone. Yeah, like the, like you you were. It was like almost part of history. It, it is pretty much. Do I mean, you, it, we don't, we've never had a TV show, you know. We've and we've have. But you're all all. Th- but directors, writers, yeah, producers, all native. Yeah. And you have to give FX credit for for uh, for taking sure. risk. Yeah, and saying Sterling, go do your thing, you know. I, I, it was, it was, uh, it was a real thrill. I, I felt honored, you know, and I could just, you could just feel this excitement. Yeah. Where it's almost like, you know, it, it, it was, it, it is the electricity of, of actual representation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. From top to bottom. Right. Except was, the network. <laughs> well, yeah, it's never going to happen. Gonna, no, yeah. Still got the old white guys at the network. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's a great time, Mark. It really is for so, everybody. So yeah. So when do you? What are the first roles, dude? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, you TV, know, the, the 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 native yelling on the the horse kind of stuff. You know, native number one sitting by the teepee. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. And I was yeah. playing um, because I look uh, Latino. I, I played. Uh, a bunch of gang member parts on like the shield and oh yeah like that you know and you liked it yeah it was work man i was i was working you know and i was paying my bills yeah so and then the drugs just crept back in crept back in and you you kept a habit for a decade for about a decade finally it got to a point where i couldn't do anything so oh really yeah just hold up in the house called the agent said don't send me on anything. <laughs> I don't Done. look good. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, we all got war stories, man. I yeah. got some good ones. But yeah. Yeah. So you had to pull out and clean up again? I did. Yeah, I finally did. And did you go back to Nebraska again? No, I stayed here, oh, which I, I really didn't think I, I was going to be able to do that. Mm. But I, I was able to do it with, uh, I, you know, I just locked myself into yeah the whole thing and oh you didn't, you didn't check in again oh i of course i checked in but yeah the the initial detox because you got but that was was that the first time you got strung out for real though like in a, in a sense where you're like fuck yeah now i gotta get out from under this i gotta do the physical withdrawal and all yeah, that shit yeah 
Yeah, the opiates were, yeah. were a motherfucker. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. They're killing everybody. Yeah, now. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. I mean, they did then, but... You got out. So now. We got out early. I agree. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you could just... You know, any pill. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you know, I love his... Uh, uh, we both know Jerry. Oh, yeah. You know, and... I just and had him on, yeah. Permanent Midnight was... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was it. That was what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, did you know him when you were out? No, I met no. Jerry. Uh, in. Uh, not even in. I met him at the gym. Oh, over yeah. at the Hollywood yeah. Y? Yeah, at the Hollywood Y. I, mean, I knew who he was. I read every book he's ever written. Yeah. I'm reading uh, 999. Nine, 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 yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I had him on here for that. He's yeah. amazing, man. That just, guy is so talented. It's just, unbelievable. He's great. Yeah, yeah, I was just texting with him. I, I don't know where I'd be without that guy. He's yeah. been a real uh, sober uh, guidepost yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. There's always one guy in your corner that's like, that's the guy. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. my guy. You know, yeah. it's like nothing I can't talk to him about. Yeah. You I know? would love to work with Jerry one day. I really would. Yeah. Hopefully it'll happen. Yeah. Came so, close. With, oh, with just yeah. that last thing? Yeah. But is that show still going? Yeah, we got a second season. What's and, it called? Uh, it's called Dark Winds. Oh, it's yeah. on AMC. You're working a lot. Uh, right, yeah, things are good. Was there ever Fortune. a time where you had... Because, you know, you talk to... You know, I talk to people from different ethnic backgrounds... And there's always this sort of like, you know, the feeling of being, of limitations and, and mm -hmm. typecasting. Sure. W was there a point where you pushed back on that? Um, yeah. In the last probably 10 years, yeah. I've been kind of pushing back on it a little bit. I'd, I'd, I'd rather stay away from feathers and leathers, we call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, if sure. Kevin Costner called me... <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably get go back on that horse, but uh, literally, yeah. I mean, I I did feathers and leathers on Westworld, but um, it was such a different kind of character uh, that I did on. He's first off, he's a, he's a robot. Sure, it was like these an image of what these people who made Westworld thought a, sa na a savage native yeah, was yeah. kind of kind of thing. And then you realize he's not, and he's he's a robot, and he's anyway. Um, did a lot of stuff those. like that. I mean, that's something unique like that, but a typical kind of uh, old Western. Yeah, you know, I'd rather rather do contemporary. Yeah, sure. Job. So I thought, like, uh, for me, like when I first saw, I thought Power Highway was a good movie. Oh, it was a great movie. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the one that kind of like uh, that was what I, I talked to Sterling about that too, where I realized like there's this whole world that we just are not. Yeah. In, you know, in. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Gary Farmer and um, A Martinez. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was a great film. Um, as well as I, you know, I liked Thunderheart as well when it first came out, which was a John Fusco film. Graham Greene. Oh yeah, uh, Val Kilmer. What was the What was the reaction to uh, uh, the Wolves? The uh, I mean, what's the there's, there's again? mixed reaction. What's I mean, it called? It's dances, with, dances wolves. with the Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Costner's. Good filmmaker, yeah, and yeah, I think he is. I think he's extremely talented. Sure, but sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought it was a white savior movie, and oh, right, because yeah. I think yeah, that's right, because we mocked it yeah. in in the episode of yeah. Of, but you, you, this is the first time you actually saw natives speaking um, a language f throughout the whole movie, yeah, uh, which was uh, the Lakota language, yeah, and um, so they, it broke it broke down a lot of barriers. So I. 
try to always look at it. Yeah, like from that. that positive. Got me in the business. Yeah. You know, really oh, really? Good. You're like, yeah. we can do it. Yeah. I yeah. first moved out here, dances came out, and I was like, hmm, I think doors are going to open up for everybody. And they did for a lot of us. And what was the, uh, what was the Longmire show? Longmire was a A&E show we did for three seasons. Then Netflix picked it up for another three seasons. Uh, just basically kind of a, a contemporary Western, Western sheriff based on uh, Craig Johnson's books called Longmire. Oh, yeah. Which he's a, a Wyoming it Looks author. like that had a good run. It did. Six seasons. It was a great show. Great people to, to work with. Uh, Craig Johnson is an amazing writer. Uh, it's kind of similar to Dark Winds a little bit. Yeah. Dark Winds is based on Tony Hillerman books uh, about two Navajo cops. Yep. And uh, Longmire was based on a kind of a Western setting, uh, Wyoming. Yeah. And uh, we shot that down in Santa Fe for six seasons. And, and he did the Fargo's? Did, uh, I did the uh, second season of Fargo. Yeah. Worked with Noel Hawley, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you you don't know what you're going to get. You you know, you're getting each script each episode, and you wonder yeah. if you're going to die or not, and you have no idea what, you know, <laughs> where Noel's going to take this, this season, and he ended up taking the character quite far, and, and it kind of was a breakout character for me, too. Uh, and I started working constantly after that show, so. Yeah? Yeah, I haven't stopped. And you love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I do, Mark. I mean, you know, I'm I'm getting up there and, you know, I'm How kind of trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. Me too, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Literally trying to figure out what do, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? How do I want to spend the, the well, next Well, we're, we're walking up here talking about getting out of California for different reasons. <laughs> I know, I, right? I'm afraid that there's going to be a water panic and everyone's going to be killing yeah, each other right. over, you know, water. And you're like, no, I just want to pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, the taxes are crazy here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never really looked into it until recently and realized how high they really are, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. I How old do you, do you talk? Do you say? Um, somewhere up there. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm fucking. I'm gonna be 59 this month. I'm uh, 55. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it, I just started. 56 next in October. I officially started looking old. I think about a year ago. Yeah, just, like I just started. Like you oh, just, you notice it. Yeah, that hair's going. Yeah, I I felt I feel old. I, I it's more noticeable now. You know, yeah. there was one day when I woke up and it's like, yeah, you're old now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm it, that the immortality's right there, man. Yeah, that's how yeah. we started. Yeah, the mortality thing. Yeah. I, you know, I, the the way I think about it more than anything else is sort of like, well, I gotta get rid of all this shit. I got a lot of shit. You, you, someone's you gonna have to get shit. rid of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. There's people with more shit than me. You're funny. You know? It's funny because my buddy's going through the same thing. I'm going through the same thing too. I've literally got stuff that I can just. I it would take me a few days. Yeah, everything I own could go in the garbage. Yeah, right. Uh, my computer. Yeah, uh, I got one old guitar. Some pictures on the wall. That's about it. That's all. That's what you got. Yeah, you got I rid mean, of everything. Uh, no, I got a lot of shit. But, oh, but that's <laughs> it's what you all need. Go in the garbage. Right. Yeah. Like I, it's just like there's a weird thing because like part of me is sort of like, well, have someone come over here and sell it or you know give it away or I don't know what you do with this stuff. But there, you, I don't like throwing things away. Then where would you go though? <sighs> I'm thinking like, I know where I'm going, dude. If I live yeah. and I hold on to the money, yeah. I'm going to fucking Vancouver, dude. Are you really? Fuck yeah. Canada. Yes. Have you yes. lived up there? No. <laughs> <laughs> it rains a lot up there, man. 
I don't give a fuck. It's beautiful up there, man. I was just in Tofino for four days. Where's Tofino? It's on Vancouver Island. Oh, okay. It's you know beautiful. You got yeah. Yeah. Is that where you want to end up? Well, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to work it out because I don't think anything's going to get any better here. And, and yeah, you're talking about the fucking water stuff. This is water, but the poli- <laughs> I thought you just want to move up there because it's beautiful. Oh no, water and fascism. There's big problems. Yeah, yeah, that we're getting, <laughs> that we're heading into. Uh, but uh, I know how to get over that border because I lived on that border. I, I, I'm gonna try and do it legally. Is no, that a, I, I know you I know got, the tunnel, I know the trails, bro. <laughs> Let's I, go. I what, lived what, right on the border for for ten years. In which which state? In, in outside of Browning, Montana. Oh, that's right yeah, there. Yeah, it's literally twenty miles from the border. And there's you can just get around the guard post. Yeah, he, <laughs> they, they catch you now though. I know. I mean, right? you, you, you got your phone on you. Uh, they're, they're gonna track you. Uh, I know, right? They're probably tracking me after they listen to your podcast, here, man. That's the guy. I know. That's him. But uh, no, I mean, I uh, here's what I'm thinking. I'd like to find a place, a city in the states that mm-hmm. that's comfortable and has water, and uh, you know the thing is, is, like because I do this show, you know, I, I'm sort of tethered to because I like to talk to people in person, and this is mm-hmm. where people come through. So as long as I am doing this, yeah, it's going to have to be you know New York or L.A. or I'm going to have to do a lot of you know Zoom stuff, which I don't love doing. I think it's better. Yeah. So within, but you know, two and a half years or between two and three years from now. If I start thinking ahead, like you know, there's little smaller cities that I've found appealing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier for you, dude. I mean, you don't have to do anything out of your garage, you, and you can fly places. Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm thinking. Um, I've gone up to Montana, looked around. Oh yeah. To Wyoming. Wyoming has no state tax. No people either. It's perfect. No income tax. No. It's yeah. It's very small. Um, Santa Fe's beautiful. I spent a lot of time in Santa Fe. The water's not going to last there. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime, brother. I, I don't know how many pictures of a half-empty Lake Mead I do we know. have to see? They're going to be like, found yeah. another body. So what? What happens if it? Good it, question. I don't yeah. think anyone knows. I just know they're not going to tell us until the day before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not. This is not a water restriction. Do not use your water. <laughs> Because bad shit will come out of the faucet. Um, well, you go to. Uh, I grew up in New Mexico. I thought about New Mexico a lot. That's right. You I was looking. Albuquerque. I was looking out there. You know, yeah. in uh, Cerritos between mm-hmm. Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Yep. Looked yep. at a little place where you know, like I drove a mile and a half off the fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, into this beautiful little pocket. Yep. You know, and I stood out there on the porch of this little house with no cell reception. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and just listen to the silence. And I yeah. thought, this is amazing. Yeah. And about three minutes later, I'm like, I can't fucking live here. <laughs> <laughs> How far am I from a supermarket? I, Where am I, I going to go I, for coffee? I get like that too, man. I re- you really just go, like what are you going to do? Just sitting out there by yourself? Yeah. You know, like going like, what? What do you do? Convenience, you know. Uh, yeah, you can't go up to the coffee shop. and. I just like from... going to supermarkets. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, it's a beautiful I, area, though, Cerritos. And, sure. Uh, it's great. You know, it's if you can live hippie, like that. Hippie town there. Madrid? Madrid. It's all right. Yeah. Madrid. A little creepy. They Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, it's Madrid, yeah. Don't call so it a, Madrid. It's a little ghost town. <laughs> yeah. A but it's a like, yeah, town. It, well, so is uh, Cerritos, I think, is a little mining town. Yeah. But, uh, but like, I was just in Pittsburgh, and I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. When was the last time you were in Pittsburgh? No, I haven't been in Pittsburgh ever. 
It's great. I live right there in Ohio too. Beautiful little city. Yeah. And it's kind of coming. I think there's a new life to it, and it's it's yeah. kind of stunning. It's an old ass city. Yeah. It's got water, bridges, hills. You know, nice houses, shitty houses. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know a lot of people are moving out of New York and out of California and Tulsa. Going Tulsa. I don't know. I like Tulsa. Tulsa reminds me of Omaha quite a bit. It's great, but yeah. you know, you start to realize, like, okay, I've just walked the four blocks, yeah, and I'm no longer <laughs> in the city. So, <laughs> but but you're in the, the the thick of Los Angeles. How many times a week do you actually leave the house, Mark? I go out. Do you go go out a lot? Well, I go no. do comedy. I thank God for, for the comedy store. Well, I'll go thing. do it every night. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then like I go out around here, and uh, like I'm going to go to Highland Park today. I forget right. why. I have a reason. Someone, what do I got to pick up? Does the traffic get on you? Does, 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 Dude, I won't go to the West Side. Yeah. You know, I'm not going, you know, I wouldn't even take a meeting. <laughs> Santa, Santa Monica, where? I'm not going to, going to Sony in Culver City. Like it's like, another nah, fucking planet. to let that role go. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to give that role to somebody else. I'm not going <laughs> to make it over to the West Side at four in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Back in the day when we're really hustling and going to three or four auditions a week and- oh. You, you go hit those even, commercial auditions out in Santa Monica, and you're like, oh, it's Friday. It's 4 o'clock. It's my whole day. And you're fucking stuck yeah, in there. Got to bring a tent. It's gridlock. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do a lot of that, but I just remember going. You know, it's always sort of like, yeah, we're going to do a general meeting at 4 in Santa Monica. 4 in the afternoon? I'd rather you... <laughs> Schedule one for seven in the morning, and I'll leave it for yeah there. in the morning, <laughs> and then at least I'll have a whole day to get back. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I thought Pittsburgh. I like Tulsa. I don't, I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm, Texas is my thing. But I think I would go with the New Mexico dream. But you kind of have it still, the Santa Fe. A little bit. I mean, I spend so much time down there. I mean, I just got back from there. I go back Shit, on what? Friday for a birthday, and then I go back uh, sep- uh, late September for four months. For what? Dark Winds. Oh, that's where they shoot it. Yeah, so I'm down there all the time, and people and, buy houses down there all the time when they're down there all the time. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe you're getting something down there, Santa Fe, but not Albuquerque. No, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Albuquerque. I don't want to live in Albuquerque. I guess people don't really love Albuquerque. It's weird because I had this idea that's sort of like I'm going to go home. Yeah, I went through all my the life changes there. You know, I was there from yeah. second grade through high school. Yeah, and like I kept going back because my old man's there and he's losing his mind. You know, but I go visit. And I kept thinking, like, yeah, it's going to be all right. And then, like, every time I'm there, I'm like, I don't fucking even leave the hotel. I go eat two Mexican meals. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do here? (laughs) Right? You're stuck in L.A., brother. Am I? For at least two years. No, I think you're here for good, man. What are you going to do, Mark? I mean, L.A.'s great. It's not, you're not going to run out of water. Not in Los Angeles. What do you do? Are, do you have a source on this? You, <laughs> you're just saying that with confidence because you you believe the illusion. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. It, but maybe Pacific Northwest. Maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, with in terms of the getting older thing, I do know that I would like to not work. And I and people are like, you could not work. I'm like, I'm not sure that's true. I would like to go somewhere and just enjoy <laughs> peace of mind. But people go, isn't that an inside job? Like. I don't know. If I if I could successfully pull my brain out of this race, mm-hmm. out of the competition, out of the proving the ego driven shit. Right, right. I guess that's a big trick, isn't it? It's a it's a it's a big one, man. Yeah. Struggle with that one every day, you know. How bored would I be if I went fishing <laughs> <from> next year? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we're going to buy all the stuff. Yeah, get, all get the, out on the, the boat. Stuff <laughs> and the boat, the big, big, the bass boat, fly the vest, rod. You got the vest. The vest. Yeah, with the stuff. Yeah, got your flies. And if you could start tying your own flies, that that'll eat up yeah. a couple hours. Yeah, Are you that guy. Are you the guy? Are you the fly? I would guy? learn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually a lot of fun. It really is. You've done some I don't fly know, fishing. Yeah, I've done some fly fishing. I've fished when I was younger a lot. Mm. That's how I got sober one of the first times was I went fishing every day. Yeah? Yeah. Bass fishing. That sounds like a movie. It's kind of like, a, is that a river runs through it? Was that kinda the fly like fishing that. movie? <laughs> yeah. Except like, it's just a guy sweating. <laughs> <laughs> it kept me away from it, you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, again, we're trying to figure out what we want to do for the rest of, the, rest of our lives, you know? I'm it's, still trying. It's hard for me. I don't even really know what makes me happy, to be honest with you. I do kind of, you know. I like to play guitar. I like to cook. I, yeah. I, I, but I'm just really sort of like accepting that stuff. Like yeah. this is what you know. These are the things that I find some joy in. Do you have those things? I do. Oh, good. Yeah. Are any of them healthy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, they're healthy. I, I, uh. I had to drop out of. I played racquetball for years. Oh yeah, I really got off on that. You know, for twenty years. Fast game. Yeah, it's very fast game. Kept in shape and all that. But um, I had to drop off that a little bit because of health reasons. But mm. uh, um, yeah, I, I own motorcycles. I love. Oh, yeah? I love taking off and Dri you know, driving riding? the bike. Yeah, I'll, I'll take off long distance and I'll do uh, a month on the road. Oh yeah, on a motorcycle and and camp. Know. Can't no. no. <laughs> <laughs> hotels for me <laughs> i've done that i i have camped but you know it's it's like uh why uh, why right what yeah. am i sitting in this tent for yeah, yeah. i could be in a hotel yeah. with a, watching cnn or something yeah. what kind of bikes you got uh i just got rid of two of them but i have uh they're all harley davidson's yeah yeah that's cool harley yeah you got it brother yeah go away so you'll wear the leather and feathers on the bike. <laughs> just the leathers, no just feathers. Leather, no feathers. No feathers, just the leathers. All right. Yeah. Good talking to you, man. You too, man. There you go. That was me and Zahn McLaren. Uh, you can watch seasons one and two of Reservation Dogs on Hulu. And I'd also, if you could, like you to uh, hang out for a second. Thanks. Look, folks, as I mentioned earlier, WTF Plus subscriptions are now completely ad-free. The handful of ads that were still hanging around on some recent episodes have expired. And this week, we're posting the latest Ask Mark Anything. We got a lot of great new questions, plenty of stuff I've never been asked before, and we'll post that on Tuesday. Go to the episode description on your podcast app and click on the link to subscribe or go to WTFPod.com and click WTF Plus. And once again, I'll be in London doing a live WTF at the Bloomsbury Theater on Wednesday, October 19th, with comedian and writer David Bedil. Tickets for that are on sale now. My stand-up shows at the Bloomsbury are on Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd and 23rd. I believe they're sold out, but you can check. Dublin, Ireland, I'm at Vicker Street on Wednesday, October 26th. Oklahoma City, I'm at the Tower Theater on Wednesday, November 2nd. I'm in Dallas, Texas at the Majestic Theater on Thursday, November 3rd. San Antonio at the Tobin Center for the Performing Arts 
for two shows on Friday, November 4th, and Houston at the Cullen Theater at Wortham Center on Saturday, November 5th. I'm in Long Beach, California at the Carpenter Performing Arts Center on Saturday, November 12th, Eugene, Oregon at the Holt Center for the Performing Arts on Friday, November 18th, and Bend, Oregon at the Tower Theater on Saturday, November 19th. In December, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina at the Orange Peel for two shows on Friday, December 2nd, and then Nashville, Tennessee. I'm at the James K. Polk Center on Saturday, December 3rd, and my HBO special taping is at Town Hall in New York City on Thursday, December 8th. Go to wtfpod.com slash tour for all dates and ticket info. Whew. All right. Let's play some guitar. Monkey and LaFonda, cat angels are everywhere. 